Welcome to this latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast and this is the international break edition so uh, we're just going to have a little bit of a chilled out evening I think this evening uh, looking back at the Bolton game and then there's a few things to discuss and hopefully we've got a bit of a fun item at the end hopefully hopefully anyway uh, on Saturday it was uh, ex- excuse the expletive but it was shit or bust and unfortunately um, we didn't win so we, we can uh, you know draw your own conclusions from that one anyway Gareth uh, just give us some stats from the Latix v Bolton game yes the stats from the game Wigan Athletic versus Bolton Possession, 54% to the Latics and 46% to Bolton. Attempts, Wigan managed 22, Bolton 9. On target, Wigan managed 8 and Bolton managed 3. The Latics had 10 corners to Bolton 7. Committed 5 fouls to 15 by Bolton. Both teams got one yellow card, no reds. We managed a home draw, one apiece. Hooray! Yeah, um, I mean, we've been asked, we've actually been asked if we could look at some territorial um, statistics of, of uh, the possession, you know, but uh, unfortunately I haven't got any with me, have you, Gareth? No. But I, I'd guess from Saturday, Adam, I'd guess from Saturday that, um, was you just going to get him out then? I'm, I could have, could have gotten out, yeah. No, you get him out then, you oh, get him out. But I was just going to say to Alan then, Paul, that from Saturday, I, I'd have thought that we'd have had the territorial advantage most definitely. Yeah, that I, I, think it, I think it was about 54 to us and about 46 to them. And that's just pure guesswork from the top of my head. Yeah. We, we battered them, didn't we? We did. We did batter them. And just so frustrating again, though, weren't it? Mm, so frustrating. But one thing, I mean... I, I thought we were the better side by far. They looked like a, a team made up of youth players to me, which which is what they were really. But apart from Heskey, who was thirty-seven, well, he was like the uh, the, the old man looking after the kids, wasn't he? He was babysitting. But we were discussing at half time in the first half, watching watching the play unfold. From us, it was either a punt up field or one man was on the ball and ran with the ball. There was no passing movements unfolding there was no creativity coming that was a bit, a bit frustrating do you think the pitch is coming into this because it is quite hard to pass it around on that sort of cutting up pitch yeah I don't know I, I don't did know. notice that we struggled at a couple of points and when Pennant hit the crossbar in the first half it bounced down but it bounced funny so Clark couldn't head it in properly that was my reading of that situation yeah well it was uh, he missed that one I'll say he did, he did miss the uh, have we got them stats, Adam? Gareth? Well, yeah, we have. We got um, Wigan, obviously, the most territorial stats, especially uh, in the attacking areas right. and at the back, but in the middle, Bolton had, had most of it. So Bolton kept the ball in the middle yeah, of the, the field? We, we were most active in the back and up front. So, right. so, so we bypassed to the midfield. It proves Barry's yeah. point, though, doesn't it? Yeah, we did it where it counts. Yeah. Um, there was I mean we, we looked like we was going to score didn't we I mean that that header of Fortunis I've seen it again and to be, to be fair he should have buried it should have stayed yeah I mean they said it was a good save but the only thing that was good about it he was going the wrong way and he stuck his arm out didn't he uh, yeah. but he should have buried that you was doing that end weren't you I was doing that end I thought the keeper was a brilliant all game Amos Amos yeah very good I was expecting either Bogdan or Lonergan to start but 
certainly feels. Is he one of the kids? Uh, he's a Uremos, he's yeah. on United. Yeah. Oh, he's there. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. looking to get him in at the end of the season. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had an interview with Neil Lennon when I was driving home after the match, and he said Bolton's best player was the crossbar. Yeah, it was very complimentary, <laughs> Lennon, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He said it straight. He, he said he thought we deserved to win, really. Yeah. He didn't say win, but he said everything but. You know. yeah. yeah, he said the least that we deserved was a draw. Yeah. Mm. And it was it was Paul, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, as the board went up for added time, I, I turned to my brother-in-law and I said, first game we played them, they battered us. Second game, a lot more even, but they edged it. This one, we've absolutely pasted them. I've got no idea how we're losing, and obviously we didn't. But it, it was I was gutted at that point. Mm. And there go off, we've written all over it, didn't it? I mean. It, it's hit Boyce here, but I don't know which part of his body it is. It, whether it was his heel, his, his yeah. calf, or his yeah. backside, I've no idea. It kind of rolled up the back of his leg and that put him on a direction to defeat Al Havzi, didn't mm. it? And there was no pace in it though, was there? No, it just, no. just totally wrong footed. No. Al Havzi, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they score a fleet. We hit the bar twice, the post. Yeah. A good save, pulled out. And yeah, just one of them days. I thought that was a cracking header of Clark's too. What it smashed against the post, didn't it? Uh, the bar, rather. There's a lot of power mm-hmm. in that. Did you notice uh, Pennant's reaction when when his number went up for first being taken off? He didn't want to go, did he? Mm-hmm. He, he must have been feeling really good. Uh, do you think it's a fitness issue that the second yeah. him off? Yeah, he's, he's going to get longer as, uh, as his playing time increases. But it's good to see that he, he wants to stay on out of the team. Mm. I wonder how many of the fans wanted him to stay on because me and my son were saying, was he taking Pennant off? Because I'd have kept him. Mm. And then we got a free kick, didn't we? Yeah. Right in the area where, where he popped one in from last week as well. Mm. As soon as he'd gone off, mm. nobody to take it. Um, what did we make of Josh Murphy, his debut? I, I was impressed by him. Yeah. I thought he, he added a bit of creativity out wide. He's better than old Joe has. He's better than he was the week before. The week before, he just had a couple of minutes and then faded off. Maguire, Dan, as the defence. Absolutely, yes. For the first 20 minutes, he really, in fact, all through the game, he kept Heskey quiet. I think, I keep looking at Heskey, but he was the only one that had a decent chance, wasn't he? The ball came in from the corner, he nodded it wide, and that was pretty much it for the whole game. So, I'd say that Maguire putting in his usual solid performance at centre back. Yeah, yeah, I thought Pierce played well too, uh, and they kept the hundred quite. And he was trying to make himself busy. We're dropping a lot as well. Um, he did really well though. I thought Bolton uh, casting my mind back to the first ten minutes, ten or fifteen minutes. They had they, they, they threatened us quite a lot down our right hand side, and Boyce was having a bit of a struggle really for the first ten or fifteen minutes. But it was it was as though um, they couldn't see if they could get an early goal, wasn't it? Because I mean, obviously, teams managers must know if we fall behind, we find it difficult to get back in the game, don't we? Yeah. Uh, and it was a lad, It was that um, Gladys scored goal. Was his name Walker? Mm. Who was who was, uh, was giving Bosch quite a bit of trouble down yeah. that side, wasn't it? He's only a young kid. Him. Do you know anything about him? Remember? It was his third game. He's played, and it was his third game in a week. So he's only just been introduced this season. Yeah. But he looks, he looks decent. Do you think? Uh, uh, you know. Well, he looked like a kid to me. You know, I mean, most of the side didn't they? Are they suffering from injuries? Had a lot of injuries yeah. yeah, and I don't think he's uh, Lennon's happy with a lot of his players. He's looking to reshape over the summer. Yeah, it looks like he was trying to do Mackay a favour without 
being too obvious about it, wasn't it, as well? I'm not saying anything, I'm not saying he, you know, he was trying to throw the game, but um, I don't think it would have been that downhearted if he hadn't had got anything out of it. Which is just a pity that way. It was, in many ways, it was like the Swansea game a couple of seasons back when we got relegated from the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. seen that, that attitude from them where they weren't, obviously they're professional enough, but they didn't seem that that desperate to get but they still managed to beat us yeah. and, and they still managed to, to get a drop so anyway uh, we made a substitution uh, everyone was crying out for, for Wagon to come on they all thrown me one of these stands and it come on and within within nine minutes of him coming on it, it put a put a screamer into the back of the net excellent finish wasn't it yeah very uh very good. Now I mentioned about Pennant's reaction. Anybody notice Wagon's reaction after he'd scored? Mm. When he got to the halfway line? I didn't notice. You didn't notice. He was screaming, wasn't he? At the bench. Screaming, screaming towards Mackay. And both Putch and Ojo, because he started to walk over to him, both of them grabbed hold of him and uh, sort of, not restrained him completely, but <laughs> sort of pulled him back a little bit. Now, what, if he was making a point or, or whatever, I don't know. Point made, I think. Yeah. Got two weeks to stew on that, there, Malky. Yeah. Think um, about it. But that's that's the point made in the right way. He's of course not, it is. He's that's not, what you want to see, isn't it? That, he's just bang the ball in the net. That's just what you want. He was on the. Uh, he was interviewed on Last Six Player afterwards, and uh, I watched that interview with him, and he, he had a smile from ear to ear, and he was saying, and he was asked about his reaction, and he said he, he was just so, so so pleased and busting that he'd scored, and he, he wants to. You know, it must be it. so frustrating when you see a team not winning, knowing that or feeling that you could improve that team. You get a chance and they improve. Because mm. we saw a very similar from Chris, didn't we, when he came in mm. earlier on in the season and he got a decent result. He was he had a broad smile on his face just and, and just said, Look, I'm just glad to be in the team, glad to be able to help out and, and put a shift in. During the interview, I mean, Nick Taylor did the interview with him, and it was uh, I thought I didn't know if he was overstating the fact that he's been he's had a few injury problems this this year, and he kept you know going on to this when he was speaking to Wagon, uh, and, and he said, yeah, I have had a, a few injuries, and he said my form's been up and down as well. Now whether I mean these are things that we don't see, isn't it? You know, in training, but for me, he's always like this. To, to get on the end of a chance Wagon, he's that type of player, and I think he's explosive in that box. He really is. Um, he's not played that many games for us, has he? But he's, he's, you know, when you think he's only been at the club a year, and what's he scored now? He scored seven goals last season, and he's got three this year. So look at his goals against Ipswich and his goals against Birmingham. Well, his goal against Birmingham early in the season, and they're both inside the box, and he's getting on the end of something. Yeah. La- last season, Leicester scored against Leicester down here, didn't yeah. he? No, no, he didn't. Did he? No, he didn't. He didn't play against Leicester. And what do we keep commenting? What do we keep commenting that we need somebody in there just to put the ball away because yeah. the ball's are coming in? It yeah. just needs somebody there. Yeah. You could, you might, you might find that that's they've dropped into that now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Gareth mentioned there about we had uh, in the stats we had 22 attempts on goal. Now that that's a big increase, but also eight of those were on target. Now you. Adam, I've already alluded to the fact that you think Amos had a, had a fantastic game in, in the net and he's quite possibly the difference but again the bar, the post as well uh, and just some little bits of wayward finishing um, but this has been the story of our season hasn't it, not, not putting chances away yeah but I think 
I, I think we've turned. I think we've had that West Ham at the moment because when that board went up and we were losing, Fulham were winning, Rotherham were winning, we're, nine, we're back to nine points away. We're gone. You know, against West Ham, we're two 0 down at half time. We're gone. You know, there's still still enough to play, but realistically, we're gone. And I, and I think to have turned that round, and for Sheffield Wednesday to have turned their game around like they did. You know, Rotherham won that game twice and then lost it in, in the day. You know, they won it in normal time. They won it again after Wednesday equalised and then threw it away. They, their heads have got to be in trouble. We we were sure we were fighting right till the end. We got something, which emphasises that you've got to keep fighting because you will get stuff. And I, I think I think Saturday was will turn out to have been pivotal. So who've they got over Easter, Gareth? Uh, Rotherham, games-wise. Rotherham have got Birmingham away and Brighton at home. Right, so they've got Birmingham and Brighton. Yeah. Um, I mean, what we're really, we've got two very difficult games, aren't we, over Easter? Mm, yeah. Uh, what we don't want them is, is, we don't want to be our points adrift of them, do we, when we come out of Easter, you, that's the thing. You don't want that, I, I mean, like I say, that gap, has been steadily coming down. If we have a week where it doesn't change, fine. If we have a week where it gets wider, we ain't got enough weeks left. No. R- really, I don't think we can afford another week where it gets wider. But if we can, unless we start, we sort of win when they lose. I think Birmingham going to be fired up because they, they, they lost in controversial circumstances at, at the weekend, and I know the manager was was livid about what happened. So I'm sure. When they play Rotherham at home at St Andrews, he'll be looking to get a good performance out of his team. So that's a real positive. Brighton, for, for, they had a cracking win at Blackburn on Saturday, but they'll, again, they'll not want to get brought. That could be, you know, there's two teams that I know they've not got a hell of a lot to play for either of them, but it's just little straws that were clutching us into it. Well, they've both got enough to play for because they've got a, you know, there's seven games left. You, if you think you're already home and over, you're not. Because any of those teams go and lose all seven games and they're in big trouble so who's, they can't afford to be on the big who's yet. Fulham's Easter matches Gareth Fulham have got Brentford at home and Charlton away oh, well they're not straightforward either are they they're not straightforward it's just a pity we didn't win on Saturday isn't it because mm. if, if we could make if we could make a victory over them were you know if we win one game they lose two or we win you know we get a victory more than what they do you blow it right open. Right open. So it's just it's just a pity when you just have, I, th- I think given the seven games left, you just have to keep tracking them because mm. we can we can do it on the last day. We've done it the last day before. Yeah. I think if we do, it will be on the last day. No, I think we'll nick it now. I really do. You look at Middlesbrough away. We've beaten Norwich. We've beaten Derby. <laughs> this is proper straws that we're clutching at here. Yeah, but we we came to Norwich game thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. we've just beaten Blackpool. We've no chance. They've been on a six-game winning streak. They're on form. You, you, I've seen games on TV where they're just banging them in. You've seen Middlesbrough. But you look at the result we're against com- Bournemouth. They were rubbish. So if we can keep them died down, keep them at control, you never know what can happen. Yeah, and the difference between then and now is we've actually got some sort of form now, whereas before we were just poking around and hoping something happened. Yep. Mm. 
Well, anyway, what, what an exciting, what an exciting weekend it was. <laughs> it you sound very enthusiastic well, about it, Barry. I, I thought it was a, I, I, it was a, a very enjoyable it was. game, and it was. It's just a pity that we didn't get the win, or it's a pity that uh, the result mattered as much as it did. If because if it didn't, if if we were mid-table, that would have been. I think that point could be your entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the point could be huge in itself. So well, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, does it make a, a massive difference, the fact that we're still two wins off from, aren't we? Which we yeah, I, I, I think the fact that you've chipped away, albeit it's only a point, you've chipped away at a lead. So which, which one uh, win and two draws then, rather than two wins behind, aren't we? Yeah. Because we've got the better goal difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you, as long as it keeps going in the right direction, we're laughing. Yeah, Rotherham won't win another game from now to the end of the season. <laughs> we'll stay up. Of course <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but if they win, we win. They will start to panic if we if we keep that gap equal or, or closing. The pressure's right on the people above us. Yeah, well, I don't think so. But there you go. <laughs> Said it before, and I'll say it again. It's up to us to get our own house in order. Yeah. Never mind what Rotherham are doing. Then again, after 39 games, 20 defeats, and only 35 points, we've only got ourselves to blame. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have to look at other teams because. If Rotherham win all the games, we have no chance of staying up. No, if, if we win all the games, we'll catch somebody else instead. Yep. Right, we'll move on. Now. We've got some, uh, we've got some discussion points being sent in this week. We've got quite a few actually, so it's good that people are, are, are uh, you know, sending us these things into talk about and wanting our views on. Yeah, uh, how can people send us the views and comments? Well, it? they can do it in, in a variety of ways. They can tweet us them on our Twitter, which is at the at. PWU podcast, podcast, yeah, and they can do it via uh, Jesus was a Wiganer if yes, they wish to. Jesus is, Jesus is a Wiganer, yeah, on Twitter. That's just to confuse people, yeah. Or they can email Michael Wigan, and they can get the questions that way. So there's, there's a variety of ways people can ask questions. We do have an email address, but I can't remember. We it. have an email address, and we have a phone number, but I can't remember that. That inbox is probably expired by now, hasn't it? <laughs> anyway. The Twitter feed was in it. So, the, the points are, I mean, the, the quick discussion points, and it'll, it'll set us through nicely. Um, what do the, the crew feel about James Perch keeping William Quist out of the start, starting lineup? Hmm, we may see a change. Is it? Do you think it's because uh, being asked? Is it because of the way he's playing, or is it because Malky McKay doesn't want to change uh, sort of the, the team as they are at the moment? Yeah, because we've been playing fairly well away from home recently. He wants to keep that formula, the consistency, and I think that's one thing that's keeping Kvist out of the side at the moment. But we're seeing that he's usually getting a subs appearance near the end as an impact, yeah. and the long throw-ins we've started to see. Those working, I guess now. Yeah, we'll the goal scored. Yeah, we're, we're like a poor man's Stoke City, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, well, if he was going to bring Kvist uh, in, w- would you leave Putch out, or would you drop Putch to right back, perhaps, and it, it, put Boise on the bench? It's one of those things that's outcome biased. You can make a good argument for Boise at right back, Perch in midfield. You can make a good argument for Kvist in midfield, Boise at right back. You can make a good argument for Chris in midfield and Perch at right back. Take your pick. Horses for courses, depends on the opposition. Who's in the best form, who's trained well during the week, whatever. Yeah. Off you go. But he's got the armband though, uh, Perch, you know, hasn't he? Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter, give the armband to Bice. He's club captain. Mm. It's, it's one of those decisions where 
you can't really say this decision is better than that decision until you've played the game and seen if it worked or not. If it didn't work, then you say, oh, well, he's got it wrong. If it did work, you say, oh, yeah, he's got it spot on. Like all, said, all it could work, or it, and you might think he's lucky that yeah. it did work. Yeah. You know. All three of those layouts works perfectly right. in the right circumstance on the right day. What was the question again? Um, is James Perch keeping William Clist out of the starting lineup by his player, or is the manager not wanting to change the squad? A bit of both, then. Of both. Yeah, it is a bit of both. Personally, I think from a from a standing start, I, I mean, you've got the point that that Perch was in that position uh, and didn't really do much wrong to not retain his jersey. Mm. But from a standing start, I think Chris is a better player in there. Um, right, James McLean, he's been suspended for two games. Um, have we missed him? No. No. We could miss him a bit longer, if indeed he is injured. Apparently it's just a bit of a something or nothing like that. So we don't think we've missed him at all? Well, No, well, because you've got them other lads in, haven't you? Ojo and... Murphy and we did come off the back of two wins, and then when he was I out, think we got one point in two games. Forward player, I think. I think McLean, as I've said before on the podcast, when he's playing on the left hand side, he's a good player. But when he's playing as that second striker, he's he's he's, he's flying the dead horse for me. I think McLean would probably agree with you though that he, he you know he much preferred to be out in his natural position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that that begs the question. Then we've got Derby away, Derby at home. Sorry, Borough away next game. Do we make the change by um, dropping Murphy down to the bench and bringing McLean back in at left wing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Drop Clark as well. And drop Clark mm. as well. Waggon and Fortuny up front. Yeah, I'd go with Fortuny, you've got to accept Fortuny is not going to score goals. He played well at the weekend. He yeah, had a storming game. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But he, the wagon substitution was right because he's the one who's going to put the ball in the back yeah. of the net. Yeah. I thought Tune will put the ball in the back of the net, just not as much as you want him to. I saw people criticising him on you know on that website where they don't like me because um, he wasn't as good as Esky. I, th- I think it's the guys that come on your website as well. But and you look, I, I said it last week, Esky's international class. You know, Michael Owen. Oh, no, Michael, Michael Owen. Who is you know the last Englishman to be um, player of the season, whatever it was? He's, did he win the Ballon d'Or, Michael Owen? He was up there, wasn't he? Don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think he won he it. Win it. No, but playing in Real Madrid in the Galacticos with Figo and Zidane and all the rest of them, said, "I want Emileski playing next to me in an England shirt." That's what he told Steve McLaren. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how good Emileski is at doing what he does. And he's getting and Fortuna is getting slagged off because he's not as good as Esky. Come on, nah. you know you may as well slag bloody Harry Maguire off because he's not Bobby Moore. Right. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about strikers and, and, and that, do we think that the Latics really are a striker's graveyard? Yes. With our history over yes. the past ten years. Yeah. Yeah. At times we have been, haven't we? It's hard to argue. I mean, you got Roddy Ager didn't do too bad, did he? When you say a striker's graveyard, do you mean that's where the strikers come to die? 
yeah. come to see out the career? Well, not no, not necessarily, because some of them get resurrected, don't they? You look at, uh, I mean, it is a sound for resurrection, isn't it? <laughs> some of them, most yeah. of them. Franco, he definitely was. Yeah, Selly. He's straight too bad. I mean, Franco, Franco was excellent. Franco was part of the season. He didn't yeah. score a lot of goals for us, though, did he? I mean, he starts oh, off. Expectation, isn't it? Yeah, by, by Christmas, he'd have somewhere yeah. between five and seven, and you think he's in for a decent. Yeah, he's Franco, moment, he's Franco not, not Ronaldo. Yeah. Corny did do the best. did okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He did okay. Okay, Corny. Um, Thursday this week is the deadline day for the loan um, dealings. Now, uh, Bakai has, has mentioned the fact that he's struggling to bring anybody in, he can't get people to come, I mean whether it's the uh, managers a bit reluctant with the state of our pitch not worrying about the players getting injured, I don't know, but he's saying he's having problems, uh, but would one more lone player make a difference, considering we've already got five and that's the maximum you can have in your squad at any one time, five lone players? It depends on you get, I well, think yeah. we've got enough, we've got enough well, you'd always just love just you'd always love a, a Wayne Rooney or somebody, wouldn't you? But I think I do think we have enough. No, I'd rather have that um, Argentinian fella. Vasselli. No, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> that little one who was too small. I told he was too small to play football. Peron. What? No, Peron. that was a woman. She was married. Oh, Jeff Peron. Yeah, Jeff Peron. Yeah, he's played for us. Um, so, are we happy to stick then? Apart from the fact that we could get a really top class goal scoring centre forward to come in and. We've well, got one now, Barry. Yeah. Why go on? Why go on? Okay. you got that lad that come from Liverpool, he had 10 minutes, we've not seen it. In, you know, we've only had one game since and we didn't see him. He's only come for experience. That was a. That comment that McKay made, I thought was way out of order anyway. Well, promote somebody from our squad. I don't know what, he would, what he's doing here. That, that well, like man. I said, even if they failed, he still should be good enough to play at the bottom of the championship. Right, uh, Malky Mackay, soccer striker as well, has made some comments uh, about Billy Mackay, who's playing for Scotland. And we just, uh, this is another, for, for Northern Ireland, yeah, at Scotland, at yeah. Scotland. At, in Scotland, not at Scotland, yeah. Uh, and, and what he said is, um, he's a good lad, he's training well, and it's just about making sure when you go in, you're ready to make the impact and take your chance. And he's going to say, it's like anyone going into a different league, a different country, it takes time. That's a strange comment, because he's English. So it's not a strange country for him, is it? And he's played. Yeah, he's anyway, North, Billy McKay's English, he was born in Northampton. Uh, just to make sure you read it. He said, but it's about everyone battling to make sure that whoever's in the team stays in the team. I want the battle for the shirt all over the pitch and in every position. Now, is he saying that, this, this uh, particular person's uh, sent this, this question in with Mackay talking about Mackay with all, using those words is he just edging his bets in case he has a he has a, a good international break and pops in a couple of goals and then he can say he's ready now and put him in or if he bombs out you can say well he's not quite ready mm. it's a strange one Mackay isn't it that he's throwing out the usual nonsense isn't he? yeah, yeah he's, doing, he's training well he's a good lad but uh, and, you know I love him I'm glad he's here but guess what I'm not picking He's definitely one that he's brought in, preparing for League One, if early, we, to yeah. settled Acclimatised. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, two ladies are here. <laughs> what, from Blackpool? Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, and uh, something that uh, I don't know if talking of two ladies in Blackpool, 
do you know what the uh, Irish is for Blackpool? Blackpool? Nope. Dublin. So Dublin is the Blackpool of, of Ireland. That's what it means. Is that Dublin. Nice? Lynn, yeah, Blackpool. Ah, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, which leads us straight into our, our our last bit for this evening. Dion Dublin, hey. the football player, or ex football player, ex Manchester United, Cambridge United and Aston Villa. Two footprints in a line. That's the one. Is joining BBC's Orms Under the Hammer as uh, some sort of contestant or presenter. I'm not too sure. No, he's the host. He's the host. <laughs> just a, he's not going to be a contestant. In the ear, he's just coming in the ear you know, from our producer. That is actually the, he's the host of, uh, of Orms Under the Hammer. Now, thinking about our, our squad at the moment. If any of our players, and I know, I'm sorry for dropping this on you, I know you're not, this is, you know, straight off the cuff, you're not going to have time to think about it, but, uh, is there anybody in our squad that you could see presenting any shows? I mean, we've got <laughs> one, one uh, example here that's been sent in. Graham Barra could stand in for Jeremy Carl based on this season's experiences with all the rigmaroles going on behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, wow. So has anybody got any? Harry Redknapp could do deal or no deal. Yeah, he's up there for Lassie, so... He's not a really dealer though, is he? No. Oh. Come on, Gareth. You could put Grant Tolt on come down with me. Like it, like Or one man on his dog. Yeah, Crofts. Crofts, yeah. Any more Grant Tolt jokes coming out? I hope you're listening to this, Alter. Uh, I don't know if you've got any. Dave Whelan's Grand Designs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about Wheel of Fortune? Oh, like it, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Wheeling of Fortune. Yes. Wheel, um, yeah. Wheeling, oh, yeah. Bonky McKay's Bargain Hunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cash in the Attic. <laughs> <laughs> David Sharp. There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one or two in there. There's some that we can't really mention. We'll have to cut them out. <laughs> Stephen Craney's Her Hunters. What's that? Yeah, 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 play on words, that's <laughs> oh, a good yeah, one. Yeah. What's that one where they go rummaging through the um, lock-ups? It's got the giddies, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have Wheeler in Last of the Summer Line, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he wrote his leg, you know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't run down hills in a bath. The attendance last week against Bolton was 15,831. <laughs> How many didn't see our equaliser? Hmm, quite a lot. Because a lot of them had gone home. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I'd, I'd love to know how many Wiganers had yeah. gone home and actually missed Waggons cracking. No, going, going back two or three years, <coughs> possibly it was either in next to last or Roberto's last season, we, we always used to come on really strong with the back end of the game because we basically held the football for most of the game. Come on really strong. You see people walking up thinking... You're missing best bits here. Because we never ever used to concede late on in the game. We always used to score right at the end. They just buy a shed full of crap. And they, they get all excited over it. There was one where they bought a bus. And they were like, they get... If you're thinking about old players, there was Dan Pet Rescue. Oh, no. Dan Pet Rescue? Yeah, he's never Pet. played for the Latin, so was yeah. Taggart. Taggart, yeah. Dan Pet Rescue. I like that. <laughs> Executive decision. Right, anyway, after, after uh, waffling on there through uh, countless and countless uh, TV shows, 
quite a few of which haven't made the cut. Um, <laughs> What's he got there now? <laughs> I'll just write it up, don't be, in case we're doing it again, but oh. oh, he's <laughs> going to start again now. <laughs> Gareth, it'll be alright on the night. <laughs> yes. Uh, there you go, it'll be alright on the night. I've got another laugh out of Adam anyway. Well, I can't swim for Tunay, blanketed blank. Right. Anyway, oh, that was uh, that was quite a little funny uh, funny end piece there uh, yes. to finish off. With Thank this. you very much, anonymous question donor. Yeah. Anyway, next week we're going to do uh, we're going to do movies that plastic players have <laughs> been in. These men caught them. What's oh, I don't what's know. Oh, I tell you what, we'll have to cut that out. And then nobody will know what they're laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> anyway, on that note, um, we've got to say good night. And uh, <laughs> that's tickled him. That's <laughs> him. Anyway, I think he was laughing at what I was. It's a good night from me, and it's good night from him. Good night from me.